In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie and you're listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast about mixed and multiracial life, current events, and ways to build the best life by a southern girl who's trying to figure it out for herself. Alright everybody, we made it through when they see us. This week, I wanted to record a more laid-back episode and kind of talk to you about some things that have been on my mind. If you're on my Twitter, you might have seen that I wrote a book last week and finished planning out the illustrations. It's a children's picture book. This book was something that I've wanted to write for years, but I was unable to. I always approached this book as... Something I wanted my children to read and to uplift them because any relationship I'm going to be in is going to produce mixed children. What you guys don't know is that in October, I'm facing a partial hysterectomy because of some of my medical issues. That means that I will not be able to have those children that I thought I was going to write this book for. This is something I've known about and have come to terms with over the last month or so. But what's really funny is as I settled into the fact that I wasn't going to have children, this book just came to me. And I think it might have something to do with this podcast. Because instead of just thinking about my children, I was thinking about all of you. Every one of you who are listening, the people that I've talked to, come from different backgrounds. I know that there are some couples who are in interracial marriages listening. I know that there are mixed people themselves listening from all different kinds of ethnic backgrounds. And I know that some people who have adopted transracially or have been adopted into a family that is not of their ethnicity who listen. And my motivation was really to make something for all of us. I was born in 91, so depending on how old you are, that was either a long time ago or I'm a fetus still. But there wasn't a lot of media or TV shows where I saw myself reflected. I think I talked about in one of the first episodes that my favorite Disney characters were Pocahontas, Mulan, and Jasmine because I didn't really have a concept of race, but I thought they all were the same race and I thought that I was the same because we looked relatively similar. And we're talking like a three, four-year-old child, so understanding is lacking. But regardless, I have, in the last few years, been looking for books that have been made specifically for mixed children. There are a few out there, but when I say a few, I really, really mean a few. There are a handful, four or five books that I've found, and they seem to focus on one singular kind of mixed. The most popular one being mixed with black and white, and that, when we're talking about mixed, is usually what people assume. This is something that not not only me, but other people that I work closely with and have become friends with through this podcast are very concerned about because it excludes a ton of people. That's why when I wrote this book, I didn't want to box myself in race-wise. The book is completely neutral, without gender, to allow for depictions of families of all kinds. I myself am a queer woman whose partner is a trans woman. If we decide to foster or 
adopt. I want that child to be able to see themselves in this book. And I know that there are couples out there who want their children to also feel validated and be seen in something like this. The biggest hurdle kind of is going to be deciding whether I'm going to self-publish and finding an illustrator who will work with me. But I just wanted to let you guys know that this is something that I'm working on. It's something that I've made with a lot of you in mind. Most of my audience is women in my age range, so 25 to 35. Some of you have children, some of you don't. But again, this was created for all of us. And I hope that you guys can look forward to that. In addition to writing this book, actually watching when they see us and then thinking about my relationship and other things going on in my life, it really has made me think of interracial marriages and interracial couples. When someone close to me found out that I was dating my current girlfriend and that she was white, they mocked me for dating a white person. My first reaction was to jump to being defensive and list my entire dating history because my girlfriend was my first white partner and I dated such and such person and such and such race and ethnicity before. But that is not fair to me and especially not fair to my girlfriend. They mocked me for not dating inside my race. But as someone who is multiracial, how in the world am I supposed to date within my race? I've heard from my friends, actually heard from some of their parents, and all over the internet, guys have almost dated, basically everywhere, this idea of preserving the culture that you have or maintaining a certain aspect that is important, and that's why you should marry within your race. But then you have mixed people, and historically, the approach to mixed people has been a little gross. You guys know I'm from the South, and they used to refer to mixed people as mules, which is disgusting. Basically, a mule is a cross between a donkey and a horse, and it is infertile, so it cannot produce children. It's a very disgusting old belief that people had and believed back in the early 1900s, late 1800s, and still colors people's thinking in the South. But also up here, I live in a very Dutch community and I have heard other people talking about marrying within their race as well, or the pressure to marry within their race. And here I am, some kind of brown, with my 100% Dutch girlfriend. And you know what? It doesn't really matter. I have been introduced to Bonket, which by the way, if you have never had Bonket, it is life-changing. I will eat it forever, but it's a pastry with almond paste on the inside, which is delicious, and I'm pretty sure artery-clogging, but it's amazing. In any case, the pressure to marry within your race is everywhere, and when I was younger and people actually said these things to me, I would say, okay, sure, find me someone who is exactly this much Cherokee, exactly this much black, but they also have to be descended from slaves, and this much Irish, and this much German, then I'll date them and I will be free to date without ridicule. I even had someone who is older tell me that anyone who marries me who is one race, our children will be at a loss or a disadvantage because they're going to be half one thing and half a bunch of other things and it's going to confuse them in their identity. Maybe it would have confused my child to have all those identities in one. I was confused for a while as a mixed child growing up, but a lot of that came from lack of representation. 
We live in a different kind of world, and in the world we're currently living in with the United States' lovely political climate, being in an interracial marriage might be harder than ever. But I think it's absolutely beautiful watching two people bring their cultures to the table, creating something new, and I don't think it's something to be afraid of. The people who I see that are more afraid are people who are very serious about their culture and preserving it. I don't think that marrying outside of your race necessarily means that your culture is going to be diluted or not respected because there are plenty of people who will be open to your culture and preserving it as well. Let's be honest, dating is hard enough already and for those of us who are mixed, it's incredibly difficult. I remember when I was on Tinder. I had switched from OkCupid over to Tinder because OkCupid became a little bit of a cesspool and Tinder was a new animal that I wanted to try. I got so many messages asking me what my race was, what my mix was, how exotic I looked, or people just flat out assuming, which is, I think, probably every mixed person's experience. And it was strange because I would encounter these people that either didn't want to date someone who is mixed or was very excited when they found out about my particular mix because they'd never been with someone like me. I know I'm not the only one who experienced that. I know there are some of you who've experienced that and let me know I am with you. I have put up with some crazy things. Okay, so if you need to rant to someone about the nonsense, I got you. Please send it my way and we can talk about it. The point is, I just really wanted to talk about being an interracial couple. Right now, there are more and more mixed couples in the United States. So we're in between normalizing interracial couples and fetishizing interracial couples. There are a lot of websites that are icky, to say the least, and kind of exoticize this type of relationship. I think that this is going to be a time thing. The more we have people mixing, the longer we have this idea of accepting other people's cultures, which might be impeded a little bit, again, by our current political climate. I think the more normalized being an interracial couple will be. Another thing I wanted to touch on was that through making this podcast and talking to guests and seeing all of you and interacting with you mostly on Instagram, is that when I first started, I wasn't very secure in my identity yet. I was still working on and discovering who I was and how all the pieces of me fit together. It's been over a year now, and I'm not going to say that I've magically understood everything and I don't have any problems anymore, but I am in a very, very, very secure place compared to where I was. I know who I am. I've been participating more in different areas of my culture that I was not able to before. I've been going to powwows and talking to my cousin. When I finally get healthy enough, I want to learn how to dance jingle. If you don't know what it is, there are probably a couple of videos on my Instagram. Actually, I know there's one that I recently posted. I've been talking to more people and celebrating my blackness, learning about a lot more black history than I was aware of before. And because it's part of my identity, I've been exploring a lot more about the history of the LGBTQ plus community. 
I didn't know what Stonewall was until this year, which is crazy. But the point is, I've done a lot of work on myself and I've accepted all the parts of myself that I was confused about before. Maybe all of that needed to happen for me to write this book. It wouldn't surprise me if I needed to do all of this work in order to write something that was inclusive, but something that a parent would be very proud to read to their child, that the child would enjoy and see themselves reflected and feel loved and beautiful and unique. All the things that you want your child to feel. And for some of us, I want my book to be validation, even late in life. I think people in my generation, the older millennials, and maybe a little bit before us, we had to do a lot of the work of accepting ourselves by ourselves. Or if we were lucky, we had parents that were supportive. But in any case, we all kind of had to make a place for ourselves. The generations now, it's getting better. There's definitely room to grow, but there are so many more mixed people in the media. There are people talking about being mixed race. We have a lot of interracial couples, especially in the last few years, that are celebrities or in the public eye. And I think that those of us early millennials that 25 to 35 year age group and some older, we have a lot of healing to do. We've got to go through the process of healing those wounds inflicted by other people who didn't understand our identity, those moments where we questioned our own identity because of the people around us, all sorts of things that happened to us on our journey of life. There are a lot of similarities I've discovered between people who are mixed, no matter what their ethnicities are. And sometimes there are very unique things that we encounter along the way. But being able to see not only your child, but maybe yourself reflected in the book would bring some healing as well. I didn't mean to talk about my book this entire episode, but it is a large part of what's made me think of these things. Watching When They See Us at 28 gave me a lot of maternal feelings. I empathized a lot with the mothers that desire to protect them, shield them, do anything you can for your son. I'm not a mother, but you don't have to be a mother to have those types of feelings. Especially if you're an oldest child, you kind of already got a little bit of that induction into parenthood, whether you wanted it or not. So that series got me thinking, my book got me thinking. I had some contact with a family member who sees me dating a white woman as a betrayal to both the black and indigenous sides of me. Obviously, I don't agree. I am still learning about my culture and I'm still incorporating that culture into my life. I'm not held back at all by my partner. In fact, she is supportive of my desires to explore and be a part of these cultures like I didn't get to when I was young. Between this and seeing some more infighting online, I just wanted to talk about interracial dating and where my mind is as far as my identity. Just kind of a check-in, I guess you could say, with where I am and where I want to go. That leads me to the last thing I want to talk about. I published that Beyond the News segment and there have been a lot of people listening to it. I think it was a couple weeks ago. 
And we're going to do another one for August because there's a lot going on still in Mauna Kea, in Hong Kong. We have updates to some of the other things we covered that I really think we need to talk about. Kashmir has escalated further than I thought it would. I think the segment in Beyond the News was very small when I talked about it because I, like other people, did not see it escalating to this level. But those of you on Patreon, you've had access to a poll. A lot of you would like me to continue covering culturally significant media when it comes out and also to talk about current events. I'm still going to do interviews with other mixed people. In fact, I've got a few lined up for the next couple months and I'm working on a massive, massive project for November. So fingers crossed that comes through. You'll hear about that when we get closer to November. But I would like to hear from all of you who aren't part of Patreon about what kinds of things you want to hear from this podcast. I'm kind of growing with this podcast, and I think those of you who are listening are kind of growing with it too. Even if you came to this journey later, there's been a lot of people saying they've been feeling seen and acknowledged by this podcast, and when we fulfill that need, we can turn to other things as well. And I definitely don't want to talk about only negative things either, so if you have something you would like me to cover, feel free to join our Patreon because there are some nice perks, and we just got stickers, I'm, I'm just saying. It's okay if you cannot join Patreon at this time. Just drop me an email. You can email me at somekindofbrown at gmail.com. You can DM me on my social media. You can comment on this episode post. However you want to get a hold of me, tell me what you want to see. This podcast is for all of us. I started creating this podcast because there were things I thought someone should be talking about because there were things that I wanted to talk about that I'd struggled with or specific instances that happened in the South that affected my journey because they're a little unique and I wanted other people who grew up in similar circumstances to feel seen as well as people who've never seen or heard of things like that to know that these kinds of things are still happening. But now this podcast has become more than that. It's become a place for other people to share their stories, to share worldviews, and to talk about things that are important to us now. So again, if there's something you want to hear covered, just let me know and we can talk about it. I really love all of you and I love the support that you gave for our month-long coverage of When They See Us. I know that was really heavy, if you're new, welcome to the family. I know it's been over a year, we passed the year mark in July, but I really feel like we're beginning a new era in this podcast and I'm very, very excited for the future of this podcast. Believe me, I've neither run out of ideas nor intend to go anywhere. I love each and every one of you. And I just wanted to let you know that I do see you and I'm excited to move forward with you. Don't forget, you still have time to sign up for the newsletter before September 1st to be entered into the drawing for some free, some kind of brown stickers. The link to sign up for the newsletter is in the show notes and also on my social media and the link tree. 
The emails come when the episode comes out on Wednesdays. All they have is the show notes and easy accessible links to everything related to the podcast and especially to the episode. It basically just makes life easier and you don't have to search around for the show notes or the guest social media when I talk to other people. Again, you have until midnight on September 1st, Eastern Standard Time, to sign up for the newsletter. And I will be drawing for the winner on September 2nd and posting that all over social media. You can find me again on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Some Kind of Brown. We do have a private book on book. We have a private group on Facebook. Private because not all of us are in the same place, and I want everybody to have a safe space when they're talking about race. Just basically a place where you can be open and honest when we're talking about race and self-identity and that kind of journey. It's been a long time since I've said this. We do have Patreon, and my Patreon is linked in the show notes and on my social media. If you are enjoying this show, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. It really, really helps me. I found out recently that I found out recently that Canada seems to love me, and I am one of the top 50 society and culture subcategory documentary type podcasts in Canada. I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of unexpected. I'm really excited about it. Hi, Canada. I love you. I don't know how you stand me because every time I talk about Canada, I usually say something terrible because, you know, I've never been up there. But since I'm in Michigan, it would be very, very easy for me to, you know, hop, skip, and jump my way over to there. Ooh, maybe I should do that one day. We can do a little meetup, get together something in Canada, and I won't even have to fly. That being said, thank you to Purple Planet for the use of your song, Love Life, and I will see you next week with some more Shades of Brown.